This one's, it says new launch, play food for kids. It's boring. Mm-hmm. I, I know what play food is. And by the yeah. way, by the way, why you instead of Melissa and Doug? Right. Why yeah. you instead of Hoppe? I know. Why you instead of X? Sustainably sourced? Okay. Yeah. but No big where? deal. No big deal. I, I'll go to Green Toys if I have to. Yeah. It, yeah. This is kind of boring. Now, yeah, if yeah. it, if, if this was wholesale and it said, is your Melissa and Doug business down? Oh, <laughs> See what I mean? Oh, man, you're going for the jugular. But yeah, that, that gets my attention. You are listening to Making It in the Toy Industry, episode number 197. Welcome to Making It in the Toy Industry, a podcast for inventors and entrepreneurs like you. And now your host, Ajel Wade. Hey there, toy people. Ajel Wade here, and welcome back to another episode of the Toy Coach Podcast, Making It in the Toy Industry. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by thetoycoach.com. If you are pitching and pitching your toy or game product to retailers, trying to get it into stores, and just struggling to get a response, you have clicked onto the right episode today, my friend. Today's podcast episode is all about how to get your product in stores with a pitch that stands out. In Q4, many toy entrepreneurs have the feeling of FOMO, wishing they'd pitched harder or more often before the holiday season hit. Well, if that's you at any time, I want you to turn that frown upside down because the next best opportunity for you to pitch is actually right around the corner in Q1, especially if you're selling to specialty. Because in Q1, inventory is low and dollars are high for store owners. So what better way to get you ready than to do a podcast all about improving your pitch to toy store owners? During today's episode, you're going to hear the clips of a conversation I had with Richter, the owner of Learning Express Lake Zurich, and we are going to be addressing all of those questions, how to improve that pitch. Rick and I will analyze actual email campaigns that I have received from toy brands. By the end of this episode, you'll know the one thing that you probably have too many of in your outreach email to retailers. You'll learn how to create less friction in the transaction process. We also dive into the importance of prior sales data and what to do when you don't have any. We talk about visual cues, simple messaging, how to build a strong, authentic voice, and so much more. Now, this podcast episode is just clips from my full conversation with Rick. So if you happen to have access to Toy Creators Academy and you're listening to this episode, I want you to listen in. But when you're done, go back to module nine of TCA and look for the lesson that will be titled the same as this episode, how to get your products in stores with a pitch that stands out. And there you will find the full video of our interview, plus a step-by-step action plan to make it really clear how to put everything we're learning here into action. That video and download is waiting for you in module nine right now. So head over to courses.thetoycoach.com and log in. If you aren't a member of TCA, you can join today. Just visit toycreatorsacademy.com. If you'd like a walkthrough of TCA, visit toycreatorsacademy.com slash walkthrough. Okay, so let's dive into this conversation with Rick. The goal here is to learn what a specialty or mass toy store owner is thinking when they get a pitch for a new product so you can pitch them more effectively and get more responses. The first thing we address at the very beginning are key areas for improvement in your pitches. The things that Rick calls out are call to action and ease of access, as well as simplicity and focus. Let's listen in. I kind of have three bugaboos, sort of three areas that, uh-huh. that I think people should at least consider working on. The three things I see are, one, there, there's no call to action mm-hmm. in the whole memo. And if it is, it's near the bottom. 
and I'll never make it to the bottom if I don't have something at the top. Okay. Number two, um, I don't want to do the work for you. Uh-huh. Okay. And what I mean by that is, hey, here's my website. Here's my product. Open this. Go to this. <laughs> I'm the customer. Uh-huh. You should have all that laid out for me, in my opinion, so yeah. that I don't have to do the work. I don't want to have to do your work. Uh-huh. And then thirdly, you make it too difficult to actually want to work with you. Oh, okay. And again, by that, I mean, you don't present a document that distills the information down to a, what you want me to do. Like what products do you want me to buy? Here's my whole catalog. Well, I, I don't care about your whole catalog. I don't even know you. So back to number two, some work to distill it into a very simple concept of here's the three items to start with bingo, bongo, bongo. Here's just check here, send this back. And we'll be on our way. If somebody would hit those three points, I think they would have not only conversation with the person and buyer, but perhaps their ultimate goal, which is to make a sale. What's the best call to action you have seen? Obviously in toys, it's about sales and trends. If you can attract my attention by actual data that says Store X sold 50 of these in the first week, mm-hmm. that gets my attention. Not views, not sell-in, not YouTube subscribers, all those other periphery things. I want sales. Everybody says they have an excellent, outstanding, I'm thrilled to introduce. (laughs) You know, all the buzzwords, it it just goes over my head now. What I don't see is, and this is where people will stand out, is I tested a product and it sold 50 in the first week. Hashtag. Then it goes on to say, this new product is gaining steam. I want you to be early on. And this store in Rockaway, New York, placed this item and had it, you know, visible to clients. So we know that it has consumer takeaway. That all of a sudden, A, stands out because nobody does it. B, I'm interested. 50 units in a week? Okay, I'll take that. How many times have you pitched your toy or game with the words amazing or incredible or outstanding instead of using data that would actually support those claims? Now, utilizing sales data, you can highlight past sales with actual data to grab attention. Or if you want to utilize trend data, you can utilize specific examples of stores that have multiplied their business by expanding into a new trendy category of product. How do you do that? Let's continue listening in. If they don't have the sales, what's another angle that works? So sales works the best, even if you have them online, anywhere that you can bring factual information in. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's leave it at that. Sales is the top of the list, but there could be other factual based information that that you can bring to the party. Nobody wants to deal in facts anymore. It's just thrilling, exciting, unbelievable views, this, that. I I want verbs sold (laughs) 70. There's a there's a bit. You know, you use verbs to catch attention, not adjectives. We're all tired of the fluffy stuff. Uh, so, but, okay, say you don't have sales, you're a brand new company, whatever. You can then transfer into the trend issue, like right now, Kawhi. All trends point to that as getting bigger and bigger, just as fashion and tween was a couple years ago. There'll be other new ind- little trends that that pop out so if you were going after a game store you know uh i would put in there research points out since covid 
tremendous explosion in board game sales, but, but, and then go into stores that are carrying anime, like the Millennium Game Store in Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. has blown their sales up several million dollars. And that's a fact. How would you find that out? Well, you go to conferences, you, you Google, you research. That was on Fox News uh, out of Rochester, New York. And then I happened to meet Travis, uh, the, the owner, and we had a discussion. You call him on the phone. This is what I mean about doing your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Right, yeah. You just don't can't read the wall street journal with one headline and then make then dive deeper yeah how did yeah. travis do it he's willing to talk to you most people are if you do it the right way mm-hmm. now all of a sudden the board game people say oh maybe i should consider this other area to add to my mix how did he do it and they'll go maybe uh, or have a link to millennium games mm-hmm. check this out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they did a great um online uh, facebook video of opening their new location yeah. going from four five four thousand square feet to twenty two thousand square wow. feet wow and all of it was because of the tremendous increase in sales over the last couple of years so no sales then move on to other fact-based information. If you're just pitching and pitching and wondering why you haven't heard back, perhaps it's because of a lack of relationships. Yes, relationships are hugely important in any business. That's why inside of Toy Creators Academy, we don't just talk about getting your product ready and pitching by email. We also want to get you out into trade shows and into toy stores to establish real-life in-person connections. So let's talk about establishing connections. You've got to prioritize relationship building before you make that sales pitch. How? Go to trade shows or visit stores in person. You also can build trust and credibility by genuine engagement on online platforms that show your understanding of the buyer's needs. Let's listen into more details on this from Rick. You have to have some relationships. Yeah. Probably your local market first, then maybe through LinkedIn. And and you basically ask for help. Mm-hmm. You ask. Yeah. People are willing to help you. If somebody is in a really great post or something said, I'm a new vendor, I'm reaching out to my local stores, but also would be interested if somebody would consider placing my two or three items in the store for a short period of time to read the consumer takeaway and and give me honest feedback. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some probably would give you some product, some would split the cost. But you know what I mean. And you could always offer, if you wanted to sell, you could always offer things like, I'll buy back what you don't sell in 30 days yep. if you're just trying to. We'll, we'll do it on consignment because I know you're putting in time and effort. Mm. So take credit for the sales, whatever's not there. You can either donate or, you know, we'll pick it up from you. Uh, so in first. other words, you ship me two cases of X, put it on the shelf, and we'll read that at the end of the month. Pay me for what you sold if you want to keep it. Okay. If not, you know, return it, whatever else. Okay. The last thing we did in our conversation was reviewed some actual email marketing campaigns. Now, likely if you have a small business, you might be running your own email marketing campaigns. If your business is a little bit bigger, you might have a small team doing that. But how well do you actually think these campaigns through? Do you segment your list? Meaning do you separate your wholesale customers from your retail customers and send them different messaging? Now, if you want some help with your email marketing, I have a good 
good guide for you, you can grab that guide for free at learn.thetoycoach.com slash email. And there's actually a podcast episode to go along with that guide. It's podcast episode number 192. So it's thetoycoach.com forward slash 192 if you want to listen to that as well. But before you go off and get that guide and listen to that episode, you don't want to miss Rick's review of these email campaigns that I'd received and gone through with him. Now, again, if you're a member of Toy Creators Academy, you can actually see the full interview, but also you can see the emails that we're discussing in this portion of the interview. So head over to courses.thetoycoach.com, log into your account, and if you have access to Toy Creators Academy, go to module nine and look for the lesson um, that is the same title as this podcast episode. So you can watch as we go through these emails and review them. And if you're listening and you're not part of Toy Creators Academy, but you want to join, just head over to toycreatorsacademy.com. Okay, let's dive in and review some actual email marketing campaigns. I want to show you a couple emails if you have a minute. These are just toy company emails that I've gotten and I throw them into a folder. Some of them have great headlines, like they stand out in all of your emails with like emojis or new launch, but you know, 15% off. Actually, Bunny Hopkins is one I've been seeing lately that I actually really liked. Um, so let's click on Bunny Hopkins. They have a headline that says get 15% off USA made toys at fair market. You click in, you see their logo. They address retailers, um, gear up for the season's best deals, explore fair market and elevate your business. A little vague, but um, then it says we're kicking off fair market with insider day on Monday, July 7th. The market will continue to July 18th to 20th with access for retailers on fair. And then they have some specials that they list. They have pictures of their product um, with the price, the retail price underneath that they can click on. And I guess will, oh, no, nope, it doesn't take you to buy it. thought that was going to happen. Shop now button, I guess will take you to buy it if I had a fair account. Uh, so yeah, what, what do you think about an email like this? Well, number one is I don't know who Bunny Hopkins is. So okay, right. this would get deleted. Okay. This email is for two, one, one main audience and one sub A. The main audience is this is for retailers that buy Bunny Hopkins. Yeah. Okay. So you've eliminated people like me. So if you're mm -hmm. trying to get uh, additional business, this is not the email. Mm -hmm. Number two is uh, percent offs never, I, 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 they don't do anything for me. I buy products because they're great products, not mm -hmm. because I can get a deal on. In fact, Ew. sometimes I feel like, oh, I got a deal on Streamline on uh, a, a toy hot deal. We, we're we're going to extend the promotion. You know what that tells me? What? They got extra. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want it. So the, the subcategory here would be those that are thinking about Bunny Hopkins or had clicked on it, but never bought. This might gear them, but that audience probably is very, very small too. So right. this is for a current Bunny Hopkins customer. So lesson here, segment your list. You have to have a new subscriber, a new customer onboarding sequence. You should have a new subscriber onboarding sequence that leads to either a new customer funnel or a existing customer funnel so that you know who you're talking to. I could rewrite that memo for them. I would get my attention as yes. a non-Bunny Hopkins person just by saying is, uh, you have not heard of Bunny Hopkins, have you? But now you will. That would at least get me to click on and say, who are these people? Right, right now, 15% off the, I don't care. No, but you're right. That's, this is a, most of these will probably need segmenting to some extent, but it's, yeah. it's, uh, you know, not, not a, you'd have to do homework. This one might be new. This one's Skillmatics. It says new launch, play food for, food for kids. So that makes me feel like they're going to tell me about it. 
Um, it says grocery set with play food inside. And it looks like a rendering, not a real product shot. Okay. Introducing a carefully crafted play food set with 10 containers, inspire, pretend, play, and empower your child to cultivate creativity, social skills, and healthy eating habits. Shop now, sustainably sourced and child safe. And a lot of renderings. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, 100 plus pieces of play food inside, hours of imaginative play with pretend food, pictures of kids playing with the real food. Okay. We know it exists now. Um, Free shipping over $25. Orders deliver within three to five days. Is this a wholesale situation? Oh, this is a product on Amazon. Well, that was. But even on, if it was to me, and and even on Amazon, uh, it's boring. Mm-hmm. I I know what play food is, and by the yeah. way, by the way, why you instead of Melissa and Doug? Right. Why yeah. you instead of Hoppe? I know. Why you instead of X? Sustainably sourced, okay. Yeah, but from no big where? deal. No big I, deal. I'll go to Green Toys if I have to. Yeah. This yeah. is kind of boring. Yeah, it doesn't really pull on any. Now, if it if, if this was wholesale and it said, is your Melissa and Doug business down? Oh, <laughs> see what I mean? Oh, man, you're going for the jugular. But yeah, that, that gets my attention. That's true. We're not here to make friends. That's a good one. OK, well, let's see if we can get one more. This looks like it might be wholesale. This is introducing kinder feats, sustainably made, intelligently designed collections that support physical and cognitive child developments. Um, then they go on to kind of the, the story about kin, about the founder of kinder feats. There's a photo of it. View our products. Oh, and they have a link to the catalog. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, this is your typical 80% companies that do this. But do, do I care about the founder or do I care about the product? Well, so that's where I was thinking in the last email, I was like, well, maybe introducing who's behind the product would catch your eye more. So I actually was thinking that you might say that was a solution. Why is this taking so long to load? I'm not going to look through this catalog. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cute baby though. Cute baby, but (laughs) why wouldn't they just direct me to their best item and say, this item is top notch, sells like boom, boom, boom. And, and really laser focus on that. I'm not going to buy all your items. Mm-hmm. I don't care about all your items. I can't stock all your items. Right. But if you want me to get in, pick your best shot. So can you help me write this one? If they're in distribution in the Netherlands, uh-huh. correct? Uh-huh. Where a love of biking is, why don't you include a picture of this bike uh-huh. in a store in Netherlands, both on shelf and or kids playing with it in a store? Uh-huh. And and the store is selling X per week. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Then you can go in to learn more about Kinder yes. Feet coming to the U.S. Yes, uh, that is a really good one. And I also have too many call to action, like view the catalog, view the registration form. There's too many calls to action. You want yeah. one clear, do this thing. And and what what do you think they want me to do as a retailer with this? I think they would want you to open an account. Because once you open an account, then they can, then they know you're really interested. But, but why do I want to open an account? I know. I know. I could see how the pre-filled order form could work in their favor here. They have that image you said of it in a store, the, the, the factual text of sells this many per week at this store. And then another thing, place your first order of our recommended product. Click here for a pre-filled order form, yep. you know, and, and be first in the U.S. Mm-hmm. For retail, everybody does want to be yes. first with a retail product. So that's speed, speed efficiency. Uh, uh, also, what might be cute here, in addition to the store mm-hmm. and the placement, how it looks and the sales would be to click a video of that cute kid riding the bike. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. 30 seconds. That's mm-hmm. it. 
forget this stuff at the bottom of yeah, clicking not- it. And even the guy behind it, until you open the account, that doesn't really matter. And I get Europe is all about sustainably made, but they got to know their market. And the U.S. Right. isn't there yet. Thank you so much for this, Rick. Have a great day. Okay, and you uh, too. Always good talking to you. Before I jump into my summary of today's episode, I'd like to take a quick break and give a shout out to Ryan L. Hamilton. Ryan says, great industry insights. I've been in the toy industry for more than 20 years, and even so, I get insights out of each episode of this podcast. It's great to hear deeper conversations with so many of the toy people that I know and love, and to learn more about the aspects of our ever-changing business of play. Keep up the great work, Michelle. Well, thank you, Ryan. I will. Okay, now let's dive into our quick summary of today's episode. First thing we want to keep in mind is keep our communications simple. Have a clear call to action for your potential customer and make their job easy. It's your job to sell your product to them. Don't make them go looking for the best product that they should buy, wondering how many units they should purchase. Make it super easy. So I want you to think through your sales process and think about how you could make it as simple as click right here to order one case of our bestsellers and you'll be on your way. The second thing Rick brought up was data. Data is also a piece that makes it easier for a buyer to say yes. So essentially, if you can tell this buyer, hey, our sell-through is is typically 50%. So if you order one case pack of 24 units, you can be sure to sell through that within the month based on our previous sales. That makes it easier for them to say yes. And then further to data, do your research, know your store, know what they're looking for and be able to fulfill their order if they are interested. Along with data, Rick says, stop using all these flowery words. Just tell me what it is. It's not tremendous, astounding. It's 50% sell through or it is 10 units a month. Be specific. The last important piece I want you to take away is the importance of building relationships. You can start building them online if there's no toy trade show for you to attend, but really you want to get in person when you're meeting someone for the first time. Get to their store, get to a trade show to meet them, have your product in hand to be able to demonstrate its value and its function. Now, again, if you are a TCA'er and you have access to Toy Creators Academy right now, then I want you to head over and listen to the full interview. It's about 48 minutes, so there's a lot more detail than we're getting into on this podcast. Not only that, you will get an eight-phase action plan for pitching your product ideas to stores, including the initial phase one of the in-person networking and research. So if you love a checklist and a step-by-step how-to and you're my TCA'er, get into the course platform at courses.thetoycreators.com toycoach.com, head over to module nine and look for the lesson that is titled the same as this episode. That's what you need to dive into ASAP. If you're not a member of TCA, you can be head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn more and feel free to reach out to me with any questions. Okay, let's get into your action item to do for next week. I would love for you to up your email game. So head over to learn.thetoycoach.com slash email and learn how to be better at email marketing. If you can't write down that URL, don't worry. You can just head over to thetoycoach.com forward slash 197. The link will be there. All the links I mentioned today will be there in the show notes. And please send me a message on Instagram. Let me know if you did the work. I do want to hear from you. Now, if you love this podcast and you haven't already left us a review, please, what are you waiting for? Wherever you're listening to this podcast, scroll on down, leave a review. I get a notification every time a new review comes in and it puts a huge smile on my face and keeps me motivated to keep coming back week after week. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I know your time is valuable and that there are a ton of podcasts out there. So it truly means the world to me that you tune into this one. Until next week, I'll see you later, toy people. 
Thanks for listening to Making It in the Toy Industry podcast with Agile Wade. Head over to thetoycoach.com for more information, tips, and advice. Hey, are you an aspiring toy inventor or toy entrepreneur? Then you should check out Toy Creators Academy, the first of its kind online program designed to help you develop and pitch your toy ideas. Head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn more.